where you could be found Told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy Hello and welcome back to the Rank Bank with me, Reese Saunders. Finally, they've let me host again. They've they've untied me from the chair. I'm allowed to <laughs> stay humble and eavesdrop again because I'm not talking about Soka. Joining me uh, through this uh, this voyage today is Carl Pierce. Hello, and Scott McLeod. Howdy. <laughs> Hello, Scott. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well. Uh, you know, I've been wondering recently what's been missing from my life, and part of it was, you know, getting to host Rent Back and hear your lovely voice again, Reese. But the mm. other part of it was getting to meet me and Carl's childhood hero, the Godfather, and I've got that possibility potentially this December. I know, honestly, when I saw it, I immediately thought of you two. I don't like thinking <laughs> about you two immediately. But I immediately thought of it, oh, Scott and Carl would like this. And then I went, oh, I'm being nice to think about other people. <laughs> There's only one circumstance I really want to think about you, Reese, and you don't want to know what it is. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm being good. I'm not going to say the immediate comeback that was in my head. I'm being a good boy today. I'm going to be nice for a change. Oh, uh, but no. Uh, are you going to go see The Godfather and the pair of you? Uh, well, I probably I just, I just need to convince somebody else I know in my immediate friend group to go with me because it makes come as a show, but I don't think many of the people who I know who also like wrestling care as much about The Godfather as I do. How can they not? I mean, he's a legend. Mm-hmm. Mildly flawed I- entrepreneur giving his hose away for free. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't I mean, have if he doesn't have any hose with him though, might want that money back. <laughs> uh, well, why don't you two? Why don't you two volunteer? <laughs> I mean, as Glasgow in, in December, there'll be somebody on the Christmas night out. They'll have had a few drinks. They'll drag a couple of them off the street. There we go. They won't know what's happening. <laughs> no, no, you want, but things you want hose with more than one tooth combined. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not uh, do that. <laughs> but no, <nah. laughs> no. Last time I went to Glasgow, I went to go see um, a Q and A of Michael Bisbin. We were already Q and A. Michael Bisbin was talking, and um, yeah, I've never had to say silent more than that in my entire life. I think I was the only Englishman in the building, apart from Michael Bisbin. <laughs> and Michael Bisbin is a former UFC middleweight champion, and I'm just a big bloke from Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm surprised you were able to live to tell the tale. No, I think look, I kept quiet because the first one I went to, I thought, oh God. So, the first one I went to Glasgow, um, it was the final of the Euro. So, England versus Italy. I went up there to go see a friend. And um, I went in an England shirt. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. It, gets, it, it gets better. It gets better. Um, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't years because it was. Yeah, it was. It was McGregor versus Poirier in Abu Dhabi, and um, I, I, I said I had an England shirt on, and Scotland were playing Israel at Hampden Park that day, 
and coming down Glasgow High Street, so the big lot on the way to Hamden, was a mm-hmm. pro-independence rally. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and there's me in an England shirt. So I had to quickly, I had to quickly get a primer, buy a jacket, do my shirt up, and just keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a fun fun experience. I can imagine you trying to avoid the the, the independence rally, like like a, a protagonist in a zombie movie when a horde is coming your way, like. Yeah, take cover. Don't make any loud noises. <laughs> All I needed was a horse, and I recreate the Walking Dead. <laughs> just hiding a tank. <laughs> no, or I could just do the opposite of Braveheart. I could be the one shouting freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, 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 not freedom. I just shout oppression. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think Carl's going to make the the trip down. I mean, I've offered them come to Glasgow, and I definitely will not make you. You know, top and tail at my place. See you in the hotel. No, no. Say that the hotel I stayed at was right. It was a. Uh, it was next to um, the train station, and it, it was like oh, yeah. it, it cost me like thirty quid for a night, and it was perfect. It was the oh, God, what was that called? I think it's, it's a Motel One. I, I'm pretty sure I pass it all the time. I've never been in. No, no, it's not the Motel. It's a full-on hotel. Um, oh God, R2. It's got the R2 hotel. R2D2 hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to check it. That's good. Beep, boop, beep, beep. <laughs> oh, it's called the R2. So it's A R T O O because the Scottish can't say this weird. They can't say two properly. But no, that's what it's called. And yeah, it cost me thirty quid, and I was. It was genuinely a nice little place, and it was right next to the train station. We had to go home the following day. Fucking hell, it was horrible. That's check out at eight o'clock in the morning, and again, what? Um, but no, we're not here to talk about drunken escapades in Scotland, uh, which is just a casual Tuesday night for most of them up there. Uh, we're here to do ranking, something we haven't done in a very long time, and we're here to rank one of our favourite shows, uh, The Boys. Um. I'm I'm going to admit something. I only watched it this year, all the way through. Uh, I watched it sparingly. I couldn't really get into it to begin with. Then I watched all three seasons a couple of months ago. Season. Fucking loved it. Yeah, I mean, I skirted around watching it for a while because The Boys isn't a title that really sort of drags you in. And I'm thinking, The Boys, what is that? No, I'll, 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 I'll leave that for now. I'll come back to it again. So it'd been at a good six or eight months before I took the plunge to give it a try because I'd heard good things about it on the socials and mm. and yeah, I, I bloody loved it. How many seasons into it was it when you first watched it, Carl? Oh no, it was still on the first series but it had been out it had been out a good while before I um, started. The second one hadn't come out yet. Yeah, I think I was uh, the same because my brother and I watched a lot of the same TV shows. We were looking for something new to start. And I kind of been put off watching the wife because the same 15-second clip that I could never skip on YouTube kept coming up advertising the boys with one line from Carl Urban that told you it was something to do with superheroes. But just the annoyance of, like, if something keeps getting advertised to me regularly on YouTube every time I try to watch something, I usually go off it. So I put off watching it, and then we eventually watched it together. And by the end of the first episode, we're like, "I'm, I'm fucking in." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was like really late. <laughs> I said all three seasons were eight when I watched it. 
But I like that. The, I, I hate watching the season of the show. They have to wait like two years to watch the next one, which really annoys me. Um, yeah, I mean, I was. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get into Game of Thrones until it was deep into season six. So, you know, I, I had good fun binge watching, <laughs> binge watching all those series. I, I watched Game of Thrones for the first time when it was like, I watched Game of Thrones for the first time when it was like three series in because they were advertising all three series on demand. Now, so like, I might as well give it a shot. I think I watched all three seasons in the span of two weeks. Yeah, no, I I was reading the books con- when I was watching the shows at the same time, just so I, was, I was reading and watching. And uh, I, so I watched season three. I said, right, okay, I can't wait for season four now. Um, obviously, sign on Monday. So I stayed, you know, I got really excited, waited up till nine o'clock uh, in the evening to watch it. When I realised I could have watched it all day because it was on Sky Plus, and I had to do it, <laughs> and I felt like a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that was my thing. And then I've just go back to the boys though. Um, I've just got my stepdad to start watching it because he said, "Oh, you wanted to watch a new show?" I said, "Watch the boys; you'll love it." And uh, he texts me going, uh, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" <laughs> <laughs> and also. Tied in, we got a, a new show, Gen V, that's came out. Um, I really wish it was the boys' season four, but you know, we can't all have what we want. And um, I'm enjoying Gen V as well, very good show, very different to the boys, though. I think, oh, yeah, but still, yeah, but in a good way, yeah, because I, th- I think it, I think it was, it was similar to the boys. I don't think it would be as, I don't think I'd be as interested in, in it as I am, but it's like, four episodes in and. I'm loving, I've loved every single episode. I think it's got better and better and better, each one. I mean, I was slightly worried when it was going to be uh, a younger cast because of all, we can get annoying when it's like kids and the, and that playing characters. But no, no, they've been great. Mm, they really have, they really have. I just, the one thing that gets me though is, spoiler alert for people, if you don't want to listen to this, then, you know, don't skip about two, two three, three minutes. But the... Uh, Golden Boy's misses and best friend shagging literally an hour after he died. <laughs> I know. I, then, I even I even said to my television at that point, like, oh no, no, poor form. It is. I mean, you know, I at least, you know, if that happens to me and I die, I, le- I at least want three hours, not not an hour. <laughs> Jeez. But I, you know, let's. Start, I don't want to go. I don't. I don't want to die. <laughs> but anyway, if, let's. I mean, it should to... be the. It should be the rule, like. If, you, if your partner or significant other passed away, at least wait longer than the length of your average Zack Snyder director's cut before you start shagging someone else. <laughs> <laughs> There's an idea. Watch a watch slide cut together. When it ends, bang. I think you've done that. Right. But, uh, so I said, it's been a while since we've done a, a rank bang. And so we're going to go over the rules and the categories that we have. So the categories we've got are goats. So you're goated. We've got good. We've got okay didn't add much and a universally hated one uh race skywalker so if you're really bad you'll be in the race skywalker category and because that's where she deserves to be and um of course we do have our do-over so if one of us disagrees uh with the positioning of one of the characters uh then that person can use their do-over and the other two can't say anything unless it's carl's pick then being stopped Vita and put Carl's pick in <laughs> Because we all know where Carl's favourite one is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, shall we get started, gentlemen? Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested, to see, I'm interested to see who goes in the very bottom, because even characters I technically hate, I think most of them I'm supposed to. You know, like a good wrestling heel, I'm worked into not liking them. Oh, I've got what I, I know one that's going to be in Ray. I already know already who, who I've got in there. Uh, well, two actually. Uh, but uh, well, are we ready? Are we started? Then let's get ranking. <laughs> so we're going to start. I like it. Let's start with the main character of the show. Uh, well, one of the main characters. Let's start with Huey Campbell. Of course, uh, Huey introduced, uh, he was quite boring uh, to begin with, and then he's. Miss girlfriend gets ripped apart by a train. So let's start with Huey. Uh, Carl, I'll start with you. Where, where, where do you put Huey? Uh, I would say okay. He's not really my favourite character. It's he's um, as you say, he can he can be a bit bland, and uh, yeah, he's just okay for me. He's just there. Scott. Yeah, it's maybe it's the upper end of okay. Maybe lower end of uh, of good because you know yeah he is the main character. I mean I think mainly the first series are using him as your introductory boy as a regular human into this world that Butcher and everyone else is involved in and the suits and how they work. But I think mainly because of how cool he is, Butcher's kind of taken over almost as the main character in a way. Mm. And he had a nice little arc did Huey in the third series about him getting powers and him feeling like he didn't want to be the like, guy who's pushed over all the time, but Really, it just made him seem like a lot, like just like a. He just became a guy who was addicted to his girlfriend. Really, get lying to her, and even then, what would be in the main arc usually of the first two seasons, the stuff between him and Starlight seemed to be still a much a background thing for season three. So yeah, I think either bottom front top end of okay or bottom of good. And let's be honest, he is punching massively <laughs> with Starlight. Oh, hugely. Hugely, I mean, he, I mean, I'd say he feels like a very. I don't know if you two agree with this. It feels like a very forced relationship. The fact that okay, we're mm. just going to put these two together. They've got no chemistry. We're just going to put them together for the sake of putting them together. Um, I do like the fact that uh, originally, though, and in the comics, uh, Huey was supposed to be played by Simon Pegg, uh, but Simon Pegg was too old to play Huey. Um, so I like that little thing. Those played by uh, is it Dennis? Dennis Quaid, so Jack Quaid. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Quaid. So. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with you too. I, I do. I, I I think he's I think he's okay. I think I do find him a bit, a bit whiny, a bit annoying. However, he does have moments. Hmm. So obviously, killing. Uh, he knows that uh, he has to combat translucent to shock him, uh, blows him up, and he does have vital moments in the series. But yeah, I, I agree. I've got to put him in okay. And you, you know you you know you're getting older and Simon Pegg's playing someone's dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Also, who he loses points because I'm pretty sure in the comics he's also meant to be Scottish and they decided not to go with that in the series. So, mind you, I'd oh. love to see how bad Jack Quaid's attempt at a Scottish accent would be. <laughs> I think go to them now. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do agree that, that Huey is punching above his weight, and really the only reason their relationship was even a thing was to cause tension between Huey and the rest of the group because of you know him going with the soup, and that's basically... If they had proper rules, that would be rule number one. Don't fuck any of the soups. Well, she is basically one of them now, but, but still. Yeah. 
exactly. Right, let's move on uh, to. Uh, we'll. St- I think we'll, we'll stay with the. We'll stay with the boys. So let's go to Mother's Milk or MM. For <laughs> um, great name. Great name. Yeah. Um, I really like him. I, I think as well. He's the, he's the moral compass of the boys. So he's the one that tries to keep Butcher in check. He keeps um, Frenchie. Um, Kimiko as well, Starlight, and also Huey. He just seems as this really nice guy who's got dragged into something that he shouldn't be, but then holds his own. Of course, season three, he turns on. But does, I, 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 you know, yeah, I would say he turns on Butcher because he just has enough of his shit mm. and becomes a leader when Butcher fucks off a little bit. So, but for me, I'd put I, I, I'm going to put MM or Mother's Milk in. You know what? I'm going to put him in Goated. I well, I put him in go Ed, so I'm I'm for that. I, I I love the character and yeah, butcher dicks with him though because he sort of uses his, his sort of hatred of um, soldier boy to sort of manipulate him to keep coming back into the group and and doing stuff. Hey, I like I like him. I think he's definitely going to be in the top two tiers. I before this and maybe before you guys played, I maybe went up at men goated. Because I think there's only a slight few maybe should be in goated, but uh, yeah, I'm probably I'm go I'm well willing to go with you two guys anyway. But talking about Soldier Boy, I think season three was the best stuff we've seen from MM in this series because you got the backstory of how Soldier Boy relates into him, mm. his grandparents, and how that's led to his little you know his OCD and all those other things, and then the stuff with him and his daughter, and then yeah, him basically reaching his limit with Butcher's bullshit basically. But also, one of my favourite things of season one was basically how often he and Frenchie were just at each other's throats all the time until Butcher basically tried to get them along by basically comparing the group to the Spice Girls. <laughs> yes, I loved it. I, 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 that's the thing. I said, if, it was, if, it was just, if it was just season one and two, I'd put uh, MM in okay. But I think season three really helped his character development and his arc. And also, you said Soldier Boy and everything in there. So, yeah, that just bumps up to Mother's Milk. Uh, uh, Mother's Milk bumps up to Coated. Yeah, I just read that's what I said. We, we all want a bit of Mother's Milk. Let's be honest. Good Lord, man. <laughs> oh, can we not say that? Because oh, no, Beth's going to be doing that soon. Oh, yeah, true. True. Sorry, Reese. Oh, we, we, know somebody, we, we know somebody who wants Mother's Milk, but we'll get to him oh, later fuck. on. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, 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 no. She said to me, she said, would you try it? I went, you can piss off. <laughs> but I, I do I do think uh, season three, which, by the way, me and Carl reviewed season three. It's in the back catalogue. But uh, I think season three did a lot for quite a few characters that we're going to talk yeah. about. Yeah, definitely. So MM is in Goated. Uh, so let's stay with the boys and... Let's go with my favourite member of the boys, Frenchie. Yes, my favourite uh, member too. He's Frenchie, awesome. he, he was incredible. Arms dealer in season one. Figures, mm. tries to figure out how to kill Translucent. You know, makes his devices and all this crap to kill him. Um, I will say this as well. Does hold off Homelander as well. You know, when Homelander's right in the van and he does see, he does hold up Homelander enough that obviously Butcher can get out. Um... And then obviously forms a relationship with Kimiko, uh, where he cares for her and he helps her. And obviously you got you got his back history with the the Serbians and the Russians, whatever they are, foreigners. And 
we we learned the backstory about how he was to he was to blame for Mallory's grandkids being killed and not really over it. And then season three, again, he just stands up for himself against Butcher, which a lot of them did in season three. No, again, take Butcher's shit. And then, then I like the fact that he learns how to do the the sign language with Kimiko and everything like that. So Frenchie for me. I said to Scott before this, I only had two in Goated. I know it's changed because I'm talking about his character. I'm going to put Frenchie in Goated. So many of these characters are good. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's fun. As you say, he's funny, entertaining. And he's definitely, there's definitely bits of his past we don't know about because he, he had that thing with that Russian lady, didn't he? When uh, yeah. she, she captured him and all you, you always used to do jobs for me in the past. So he's got quite a dodgy past, hasn't he? But it it just makes the characters so much more interesting. Scott? He really, yeah, he really did start to unravel in the third series. And I think when we covered that, I said to Carl, the thing about him and Kimiko is I like the fact that they never properly try and put a label or define what their relationship is. Like They could just be two people who are close or just care about each other. Like he's like a brother figure to her, or they could be in a relationship, but they never explicitly say what their thing is. They're just two people who care about each other, and I really enjoy that. And they're like, they're like the moment where you think Kimiko may have been killed by Soldier Boy, but she eventually gets better. But like Frenchie's reaction, how he just falls apart at that moment, makes you want to cry. And but it's just not just thinking about it right now. For us, I don't cry. They're there. <laughs> but I think he's got to be at least the like second from top tier at the very least. So, Carl, where are you putting him? Oh, he's goaded for sure. Scott goaded. I'm going to go with a group. I'm going to put him in goated. So French is in goated. Um, I mean, it's gonna, it feels like we're just going like, yeah, everyone else is going to accept Chewie. I feel bad for Huey now, but it's his fault for being so boring. <laughs> That'd be others. Don't worry. We're not. Yeah. So, okay, let's keep going with what I said. We're staying with the boys. So let's go with the other half of the French and Kimiko um, partnership. Uh, let's go with Kimiko. Uh, of course, she's described as this what is this terrorist um in the first when, when she's introduced because she's just uh she's all powerful but it turns out it's a brother that's actually the terrorist not her um Stormfront kills her brother kimiko gets battered and then french starts taking care of she starts slowly integrating herself with the boy she starts feeling comfortable around them obviously she's mute as well uh, but what i did i felt sorry for her when you know they did the sorry see the start of season three where they did the flashbacks and she was singing Mm-hmm. and then she wanted to do all that stuff you know she's and then she realizes she can't he's very sad and the fact that she's used primarily by butcher as right you could do this go and fucking kill them we're not going to do it you go deal with them not us yeah, uh, we, bas- we basically need a soup so uh yeah. you could do it. and that and that scene when she uh kill, kills that bloke with dildos I, 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 so I watched that with Beth when she killed the bloke with the dildos and me and Beth like, <laughs> she was like, uh, can we rewind that please? I went, no! My <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. Um, so, I do, I do yeah, love also, like she, she has really a lot of, like she didn't ask to be made a soup and then she has this thing where she thinks she's happier not being a soup but then realises that, you know, she doesn't want to be a weapon like when it Risks potentially Frenchie getting hurt, and she can't really help him like she used to. Because of this whole thing of them wanting to get powers again, so 
it's a whole thing with some soups in this show. We see like some of them happy with being who they are and some of them aren't. As good as she is, I don't think she's as up there as the others that we've mentioned so far, the other two. So I'd say put her in good. Yeah, I, I agree. I'd say good. I don't think she's quite goated, but she's certainly uh, a good character. Yeah, I said, I, I think what I think what I've noticed is when we're talking about, I know we've only done four, but at this point, it's season three has really helped these characters. Mm. Because if it, again, if it's a season one and two, she would be okay. But yeah, I agree. She's she's in good. Yeah, well, we got our like a little bit more of a backstory. I think maybe if we get more, and even the season four, maybe she'd be moved up. But, like we get a little bit see, every season, like the stuff with the brother previously, our hopes, of, our love of musicals and everything. Like we had that dream sequence when her and Frenchie are singing in the hospital. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Nice to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Because what, what's that? What's that film they were watching? Because they're, they're watching a film oh. together, and then he, she, Frenchie, that gets taken has to go and do a job for the Russian lady. Um, um, which is just sad, so. But no idea let's, uh, well, let's move on to the former leader of uh, the boys, uh, Mallory, um, Grace Mallory. Uh, she was CIA detect- um, she went in the CIA. She was oversaw the boys. Um, and then she... She takes like a back step because of what happens with her grandkids get killed by lamplighter. Of course, we find out that Frenchie was supposed to be looking after her, but Frenchie buggered off or got high or he just did something. And she's been not taking a step back. She doesn't really want to deal with Butcher and everyone like that anymore. But ever in season three, she does um, provide care for Brian, of course, who is um, Becca Butcher, Homelander's son. Where would you rank uh, Mallory Scar? Come with you first. See, now we go from the boys to her like, if this is a hard one for me because I, I definitely like her when she comes on we'll learn that she doesn't take any shit from anybody but again with the recent season we learn that she's also been involved in some horrible shit you know being as high up as she is like you know knowing about what happened to Soldier Boy and everything oh, I'd put her in I'd put her right in the middle maybe but I know, okay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not saying because she does add stuff, but and I'm, I'm not unhappy to see her, but I don't know. I can't really explain it. No, no, I get it, yeah. No, she's just, it's not like she's a major part of it, but then at the same time, she mm-hmm. is. So I think if we get more of a back, I think we get a lot more story from her or more like a back thing. Well, we do actually get that with. Um, because she was the one in, who actually goes back and sees uh, Black Noir and Soldier Boy and everything like that, so she does provide that, that warnings like that. But um, no, I, I'm I tend to agree. I think I'll put her in okay. Carl, what about you? Yeah, uh, I, I I get what Scott's saying uh, and you, and uh, I would agree with okay. Yeah. Okay, so Grace Mallory is in okay. Um, one character was only for one episode. It's called the Legend. And so they go with Soldier Boy to go and see him, and he starts talking about all the dodgy shit with Vore and all the past that they've done. Um, I'm just going to put him, he didn't add much because he's only for one episode, and yeah, he didn't add much. Wasn't <laughs> he in a, I thought he was in a couple of episodes. Yeah, I think actually. he was in two. Like he's in the start of the next one because he walks in on oh, Soldier okay. Boy shagging his maids or whatever. I quite, yeah. I quite like the legend. I thought he was all right. I, I, I'd put him in the sort of lower end of God. I know he's not in it much, but I just thought it was a fun character. 
I'd, I'd maybe put him in okay. That's probably the highest I'd put him because I liked him. Right. He was basically a case of like, this is what people at Vought used to be before it became all core, but these are the guys who used to look after him. He came across to me like one of those weird 80s like Hollywood agents. Yeah. Things. That's <laughs> what he came across to me. Yeah. Okay, if you two say okay, I'll, I'll put him in okay. Yeah, I'm happy with okay then. I thought he was a fun character. <laughs> oh, it's what, maybe it's like, it, reminds me, it reminds me of a sleazy porno dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, he, I love how when, again he walks in on Buddy. So he's always saying, "He's like, I can never fire those two now." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then let's go on to the leader of the boys, Billy Butcher. Um, I, there's no other word but fucking goated for this dude. Oh, gotta be. He's the best. He's just awesome. His foul yeah. mouth, the way it's just so cool and fucked up at the same time. <laughs> I mean, he's like he's just—he's got. And also, what I like the fact that he's a human and has no regard for his mm. own safety going after superheroes. And obviously, he knows how dangerous they are, and he knows what they've done. Of course, that you know, he's all—it's all of their debtor because he thinks his wife's dead. And then he gets that revelation at the end of season one. We all—I was like, no, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, 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 this no, that's 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 her. And then. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm so glad that I didn't that I, I had all three seasons to watch at once because I could just keep going <laughs> and um, of course leader of the boys recruits them lies to them all constantly oh yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fire. however if he said to me right I need you to do this I'm, yeah I'm there immediately because he's got that charisma that charm about him mm. um, obviously takes um Season three takes the compound V that he gets and starts to become super Billy and gets addicted to it. And I got really annoyed at him when he took it again because I'm thinking, right, here we go, he's going to die now. And he just has a one man vendetta against um, Homelander, which is incredible. Basically, but yeah. Uh, Carl, what's your take on Billy? Yeah, he's just, as I say, he's, he's awesome. He's just. Like you, say, like, you shouldn't like the way he manipulates everybody, but you do. And yeah, it, it, just the fact he's fucking badass and swears all the time. It's, it's just great. Scott? Yeah, I mean, him being ghosted, I think was always a foregone conclusion when we started this. He's, like I said earlier, but he, he's just going to become the main character because he's just so much more entertaining where he just kind of comes in and is able to take over and convince people to do things. The fact that there's so much horrendous shit that you see in the boys, but he does, seems unfazed by at least most of it. Uh, so you know something's fucked up when he gets shocked by it. And then also the whole thing with the Compound V is really set up a really interesting arc for him in Season 4 because it seems like he doesn't have... It's caused some irreversible damage. He doesn't have long left, but he's refused to tell anybody else about it. So Yeah. It was that, also in season three, it was that bit where he was hell-bent, he found Soldier Boy to kill Homelander, and then teams up with Homelander. Yeah, and, I, oh, I was sitting there, I got so angry, they go, no, don't team up with this nice dickhead, kill him, kill the dickhead, kill the dickhead. Also, also like, I don't like Ryan, but when he just turned to him and basically just shouts at him and talks about, you know, about what he did to Becca and everything, I'm like, oh, come on, dude. go on, bitch, leave the boy alone, and <laughs> then you have the moment yep. where mind mind melt or whatever his name is causes them to relive 
basically how fucked up his childhood was. Yeah, his dad was a prick. Yeah, because you could see his dad, didn't he, as well? And, like, his yeah. dad's just an absolute knob. But I, think, I like that character development, because you see how much of a... Why mm. he's the way he is, is because of his dad. Yeah, and he blames himself for his brother's suicide as well. Yeah. Which is sad. But yeah, no, so there was no other way that he was going to be anything but goaded. I said, cause I, I said, I said to Scott, uh, two in goaded, and he was one of. And like, as much as Huey, again, even oh, he's always in the most interesting character. I do like how he and Butcher interact. I think that episode showed you like why Butcher is so keen to like have have a uh, Huey involved and everything. He maybe sees him as a little brother figure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely, I agree completely. Um, so Butcher is in goated. Uh, now, shall we move on to the seven, or should we say the seven to the end? Should we? Let's. We started off with the, with the with one of the main groups. I think. Shall we delve into some lesser characters? Yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. All right, let's start. Okay, so let's go with Carl's let's, favorite one. Uh, Love sausage. <laughs> I thought you weren't putting him in. <laughs> no, we're going in, Carl, because it, you, you know you're you you you've, you've, you've Hold my leg, Carl. <laughs> oh, you've pulled my willy. <laughs> and uh, so, Carl, describe love sausage to the to the view uh, to the viewers and listeners. No, he's basically his superpower is a really massive willy <laughs> that he can see to be able to use like some sort of tentacle. <laughs> and he always seems to he always seems to get mother mother's milk <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. It's, it's when he opens the door with his cock. <laughs> I was just because again, I was watching it with Beth, and Beth went, "Is that no, <laughs> no?" I went, "Yes, it's a cock." Because what, what, what was it? It's called there was a hero gasm, and yeah. uh, basically, it's just a massive gangbang with superheroes, and then they got love sausage sex. It's a great fucking name. But the best thing is when they destroy hero gasm the, the house, he's just standing there with a singed penis. What is Eric Kripke's obsession with hurting people's penises in this show? Stop it. Because <laughs> I, 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 watching Gen V, I winced. I, I genuinely winced at uh, Gen V Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. No, oh, man. God. I, you could, you I could held see... my. You can see what was going to happen, and I was sort of yeah. closing my eyes a little bit, thinking, "No." <laughs> I I cupped my balls and my cock like they've never been cupped before. <laughs> I, I had to check my I had to check my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I crossed my legs, and they didn't come uncrossed for at least two hours. <laughs> uh, all the blood didn't rush to my penis that day. But, no, so where are we putting Mr. Love Sausage? Uh, it's got to be okay. I mean, he's such, it's a fun character, stupid as it is. You, you got to be careful when you ask where you're putting Love Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, what, how are you wanking? R- ranking Love Sausage, not wanking them. <laughs> take a fucking task to wank that. Oh, God. Now, imagine, it, it, it's at least like a four man job. It's just a thing here. So to put on trousers and pants, yeah. Do you think he rolls his cock up? Must do. Must do. Like a toilet roll. <laughs> like a fireman's <laughs> hose. 
<laughs> he's got a pulley. He's got a system of pulley and levers just to bring his cock back in. <laughs> oh, right, so Carl's point been okay. Scott, where are you putting love sausage? Where where are you ranking love sausage? <laughs> uh, that's pretty okay as well. He's really only got a small part. His main bit wasn't that hero goes in. No, no, his, pa- his part's quite big. I think you'll find <laughs> Scott. <laughs> uh, but... I mean, the cross gen being the voice of some people who get powers, you're thinking that's unfortunate. I wouldn't want that kind of power. As far as not knowing what your power is going to be, it's not the worst one to get. No, all right. So I don't know. Back. I think living with a cock that big would be uh, pretty bad going, to be honest. I'm yeah, you, you could go for a piss without having to get up from the sofa. Just oh, that's true. Oh. That. Well, there is that, yeah. You could be playing FIFA and shagging at the same time. True, true. There we are. So, okay, so you put him in okay. I'm going to put him in. Uh, I was going to put him in goated, but uh, he's okay. So, no sausage. And then, stay on the penis train. Um, Carl's a type of character. Just go termite to the, to, the, to the listeners, please. Well, he's a character that can shrink himself to a very small size. So small, in fact, that he can jump, get inside your chap's eye and tickle his inside of your cock. But don't, but you don't want him to sneeze. No, this, this one is definitely a small part. Yes. <laughs> genuinely, uh, the scariest scene I've ever witnessed in a TV show is termite sneezing and ripping a man in half with his oh, penis. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I've missed so much. <laughs> you knew what was up there, but he, sneezed, he managed to hold it in. He thought, no, he's going to sneeze in a minute and you know what's going to happen. <laughs> so I... I jumped. I jumped. It was. I was. I was just. I, I was drinking. I was having a, just having a sip, sip of pop, and I watched it. And I jumped, and it went everywhere. I was. I just. Oh, I, I was scared. But where do we rank? To, I mean, in terms of like what what it did to our willies and everything like that, I put it in Ray because it's. I hate it that much. But <laughs> it's like go Ed because it's a it's a thing that sticks in your mind no matter what, isn't it? I know. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd, I'd like to put him in one of the lower tiers because he was he wasn't as in a lot of the episodes. Mind you, no, I wouldn't say quote he didn't add much because that scene will stay with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I remember watching. I was having my lunch when I watched that because all the episodes oh, oh, come oh. on. <laughs> And as soon as that scene happened, I'm like, yep, the boys is definitely back. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. a fact when Butcher catches him, he sticks him in a bag of coke as well. And he's <laughs> a little. It's he goes, like shaking. He's he like shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes, he goes small and then tries to go and say, forgive Frenchie. He's like, he's trying to go in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Do you know what? For, he's in goated. I've got to put termite in goated. That's the bad. Are you? Are we? Are we unanimous in termites in goated? That's the bad. Fucking. All right. Termites. It really, it really. I already knew it to a certain degree, but really just. Describing these moments, but it just, t- just reminds me how fucking absurd this show really is. Oh, yeah, no, it, yeah, it's not. It's absolutely, it's, it's, hor- it's a horrible, horrible show, but it's no, so fucking. No, no, nothing comes close to it for some of the stuff it, it does. Like, I'm explosive that as you will, for fuck's sake. 
<laughs> oh god right let's move on to vort so vort enterprises which is the he, i he is the main villain of the whole show not people mm. that is the organization yeah yeah um, basically, basically disney and pretty much uh, <laughs> it, is, it is disney let's be honest <laughs> and um but let's start with the woman who was in charge of the first two seasons uh madeline stillwell um, ruled with an iron fist. All she cared about was numbers and letting Homelander lick her titties and milk. And um, Homelander was very jealous of her baby uh, because they took all the attention away from him. And, you know, as they, she was very, and also very ruthless. And I want to say Madeline Stilwell is uh, the only person she really was scared of was, of was uh, Stan Edgar. We'll get on to him in a bit. Um, Scott, where would you rank Madeline Stillwell? I mean, you're talking about corporations. I mean, it's amazing. I show with it's an evil corporation as a as the main villain is willingly allowed to be so promoted on Amazon, which uh, is not a very, very clear organization in its own right. But in terms of Madeline, I mean, I kind of don't remember as much about her. I mean, I think Stan Edgar kind of did her role a little better in terms of well. It turns out being a little bit more ruthless, but one thing I definitely remember about Madeline is the way she went because God, that was brutal. Oh yeah, her de- her de- her death was incredible. Melted by Homelander. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a bit where she reappears, but it's because like Homelander's like paid off this like shapeshifter guy to to pretend to be her. Yeah, and, and that was because like I said Homelander saw her as. A mother figure, she was to me because let's wait here. Who's scratching? Yeah, oh, say, some, <clears throat> it's Scott, someone it's eating Scott. crisps or something. Scott keeps flashing blue. Um, but so Homelander sees her as he's because let's wait, Homelander is a child and she was able to keep him in check by offering her, her boobs to look at and to drink milk from. And I was, that's why she wasn't called Mother's Milk, <laughs> but <laughs> but um. I like her. I really, I think she's very driven and ve- she's menacing in her own way. Like she's not in your face dangerous, but she is. So for that, I would put her in good. Yeah, I, I think, I think good. I mean, as you say, she, uh, she definitely had a more control over the seven than um, Ashley ever ever had, and she was never re- she never really seemed to be scared of them. She she always seemed to know how to keep them under control and put them in their place. Yeah, mm. and, and just Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, oh, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to put her in good as well because much like our, our predecessor Stan Edgar, case of like they're not as menacing a villain, but they're strong enough, like mentally, or like confident enough to basically, basically, really well, and they just talk shit to superheroes and keep them in line, knowing that these superheroes could probably tear them apart. Yeah, I mean, she, as I said, she keeps the most powerful one in check because he's, yeah. I mean, you look at Homelander, is the most powerful thing going. Yeah. She just, I wouldn't say she scares him, but she definitely has a hold over Homelander. Um, so let's go with her replacement, who her name is Ashley Barrett. Um, I'm just going to say one word and one word only, Ray. Mm, I don't know. I feel bad for her at points in this show with the message. Well, the poor woman got so stressed all of her hair fell out. 
<laughs> so, no one, no one told to pull her hair, right? <laughs> what is that noise coming from your end, it's, Scott? It's Scott. I have no idea, have no idea what you're talking about. It sounds like a packet of Chris Russell then. Yeah. I have no idea what you're on about. Honestly, mate, all I, all I can hear is this. It's... It's only just started a, like, the last couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, well, I'll st- do we yeah, stop recording? Wait, been... No, no, that's right. probably fine. I think I've been moving around the room because I get restless, but I'll try and stay incredibly still from now on. Please, st- I am. I'm, 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 I'm staying still. <laughs> I get restless when I talk for too long on a phone or on a Zoom call. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right, so yeah, no, so uh, I said I've got Ashley in, in Ray. I just, I, I find her really annoying. Even in season one, of course, she talks about his, his numbers, this, stats, this, pull your shit together when st- Starlight's going through some like personal shit, no, no one cares. And she just, she's really fucking annoying. And I just, I just don't like her. I, I probably, I'm probably not supposed to like her, but then there's characters you're not supposed to like, yet they have like a certain charm about them. Her, there's nothing about her. So I'd put her in Ray. That, that's, that's for me. Um, Carl, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I'd put her in okay at best. So I, you know, I'm not going to argue for the sake of her play. She, yes, I, I agree. It's, you probably are supposed to find her annoying, but she doesn't seem to have any real redeemable characteristics at all. Usually characters that are a bit crap or annoying at least have something likable or redeemable about them, but no, it's just, yeah, annoying, like you say. Scott? Yeah, I'd better remind them maybe the bottom tiers because it feels like her role can be done by anybody within what it's a case of like, like she's a face of like these corporate execs to basically tell everybody like no keep to the brand say this say that she's basically just a puppet of this corporation so I really don't have too many strong feelings about her other than that those few moments where she had to tear her hair out but then again she does do her own a fair share of horrible shit so didn't add much already. Uh didn't add much unanimous in that one yeah, I'd put her in there, because I don't know yeah, if I yeah. her enough to be in Ray. Didn't okay. add much, so I'll be satisfied with that. Cool. So Ashley is a didn't add much. Um, let's move on then to um, another uh, character. Uh, let's go with Dr. Vogelbaum. Of course, the man who... Uh, was going to blow the case all on uh, Gen V, uh, not Gen V, so Compound V, uh, regarding uh, superheroes, how they were made and all that rubbish. He was going to testify against Vought. Uh, of course, Homelander goes to visit him because Homelander finds out that he's not special, he wasn't born a superhero, he was injected and made. Um, and Billy tries to get him to break, he doesn't really do it. Um, where would you put Dr. Vogelborn? Uh, Scott. Yeah, it's another one I find hard to really, to really rank here, because he's also important in terms of the creation of some of these suits. Like he clearly had a part in on Compound V and everything, and I, I still remember how shocked I was in that courtroom scene with him and several others all got their heads fucking blown off. There's mm. one thing you can say about the boys, even if a character is not only around for an episode. They really go all out when it comes to killing people off. <laughs> it's Tarantino-esque, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's a, the, the bloodshed. Oh, yeah. 
So where are we ranking him then? I have absolutely no idea where I'd put him. I don't know if I feel that strongly enough about him. Didn't add much? Should put him there? Yeah, maybe. What do you think? Uh, I would say Mel didn't add much. The fact that I could barely remember him until Reese just described what he did pretty much says it all, really. Yeah, but yeah. he's got some important things towards the actual pot line, but as a character, he's pretty forgettable, really. So I would say Ray or Matt. I didn't add much. I put him there. Um, uh, let's move on to uh, another. Let's move on to it. Let's move on to Huey's dad, Hugh Campbell, of course, played by Simon Pegg. Um, quite a dour man, very boring, just wants to sit in front of his TV eating pizza pockets, which isn't a bad life, actually, to be honest with you. Um, encourages Huey to take the money because they can use it. It's just. He's just boring, isn't he? And it's horrible to say about Simon Pegg. Yeah. He's really boring. I was going to say the same thing. I feel bad saying this about Simon Pegg, but he's criminally underused in, in this programme, really, considering his yeah. immense talents. So, But, yeah, he's... he's I won't put it in Ray because I love him too much, but he's definitely doesn't add much. Yeah, I agree. But Scott... Yeah. Yeah, I would echo your guys' sentiments. Just seems like a bit of a shite bag, if I'm honest. Uh, like encourage him to take the money and everything, and really, other than a couple of bits here and then, the first season, I really can't remember much of what he added. And considering it's Simon Pegg, then yeah, you expect more. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's go with uh, next one, Becca Butcher. Of course, we believe we're led to believe that she's dead in the first season. Uh, it turns out she's not. She's been living in this compound that Vought built that no one can get into, no one can get out of. But Billy Butcher gets there many times. And, <laughs> so, and um, she's basically been living there, bringing up uh, the son, Ryan, who is Homelander's son. Um, and then she has an opportunity to leave Butcher, so she just beats him, shags him in the car, and then says, no, I'm not really going to come with you. I'm just going to go back. <laughs> And then only comes back to Billy when Ryan's been taken by Homelander. So she's a user. And she used and abused Billy. And she plays with Billy's emotions a lot, I think, in season in, in the obviously the season. Yeah. Um I would put Becca in okay for me. Because she's she's important, you know, of course, yeah. in the whole scheme. I think is Butcher's whole mission is to find Becca and get revenge on Homelander but then when he finds out he's doubly wants to get revenge on Homelander <laughs> um, where would you put her? Uh, I'd actually put her in Ray I just really don't like the character to be honest I know yeah she's quite important because obviously she's yeah. you know, giving birth to Homelander's son and that but as a, the other thing she describes she's you know sort of lies and manipulates Butcher when it suits her and yeah, I just don't know, she doesn't really doesn't really add a lot for me. Not not keen. Yeah. Scott. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm not really too bothered about her if I'm honest, because yeah, she her existence as a character also helps motivate Butch and everything but in terms of what she added herself other than, you know, the stuff with Ryan in season two, I believe it was, then yeah, I'm not really that bothered if he's bearing like the lower, lower tiers. Do you, 
I, I, yeah, I'm going to go with Carl. I'm going to put her in Ray because she, yeah, she uses and abuses Butcher, and it's horrible to see it. Also, ain't gonna lie, kind of happy that she died. Spoiler. <laughs> um, I mean, we we passed spoiler territory long, long ago. I should have spoil. I should have spoiler alert, and also like sickness of where we talk about blowing up penises. Um. So let's go with uh, the, let's go with Ryan then. So of course Ryan, uh, I'm pretty sure we're right. He's the first superhero born naturally. Oh right, I was going to say. Um, obviously Homelander. Mm. Let's be honest, he did nasty things to Becca, but resulted in Ryan. Uh, was brought up. He was very naive. Um, you know, Homelander was trying to push him like, "You're my son. You're going to be my son," sort of thing. Has a panic attack. We gets taken to public. Oh, people around me. Ooh. And then is the re. And then I, f- oh, I just hated the end of season three with him. I, I just don't like him at no, all. He's, just I he's don't. such a fucking weeb. I know he's only a kid, but he's so whiny, isn't he? He's the Tony Khan of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I misrepresented what I meant when I said this, and we got annoyed and we were saying this, but. The way in the last couple of episodes, I know he's annoyed at Butcher for saying some shit to him, and Butcher also regrets that. But when I said he was turning into a bit of a the boys' version of Anakin, I mean, so in terms of the way that George Lucas directed he and Christensen to act in episode two, the way he just whined all the time in episode two about Obi Wan and all that shit, that's what he's seemingly turning into. And basically, he's becoming too much like his actual dad, and his dad's an arsehole enough. I mean, I got angry because you spelt it wrong. Not that I, I agree with you completely because <laughs> you spelt it wrong. Also, I think my phone doesn't recognise Anakin as an actual oh, word. Oh, there we it, so. go. Oh, well, yeah. my, my, my phone does, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, well, my phone's racist. My phone is racist against fictional characters. I was going to say racist <laughs> and fictional space gods. Um, no, and people who I hate agree. sand. No. <laughs> I like it. His, yeah, phone, no, no. his phone had the high ground. That's what it was. Oh, <laughs> oh talk about that. Have you seen there was a bloke? He, uh, he asked Obi Wan to. He asked. I say Obi Wan. You McGregor to sign his hat, and Hayley Christian has already signed it. But Hayley Christian signed it at the top, and Ewan McGregor was like refused to sign it because he said I wanted to have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> he had to sign it underneath uh, Hayley Christian's name, and he went, "This is not right. This is not right." <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, so yeah, Ryan, I've put in Ray because he's just so fucking annoying. Oh yeah, I think he's going to get worse in season four. Yeah, I, 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 I hope. I hope what happens to Stillwell happens to him. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? A little bit. I'm going to be a dad as well. I'm wishing that upon kids. Um, right. <laughs> Let's move on to the. The person that everybody in Vought is terrified of, played by the wonderful Giancarlo Esposito, is Moff Gideon. <laughs> no, that it's Stan Edgar, of course, the president of Vought, uh, the only man that still was scared of, and the only man Homelander is scared of. Um, <laughs> very manipulative, just a sl- just an absolute sleaze ball. But he's just Giancarlo Esposito is amazing at everything he does. Yeah, he's like the go-to for a super cool villain. Yeah. I mean, 
Uh, have you played Far Cry 6? No, I've never played the Far Cry series. Shit game, apart from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Like, he just like the... Yeah, he just makes everything better because I was thinking, right? We're going to talk about this mission man. Who's Stan Eggy going to be? Who who is it going to be? And then which releases it's Giancarlo and ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are certain actors who make certain projects or like series that are already established better, even better than they would have been just by their sheer presence. And and he's definitely that. Like, he very much added like beyond season one of Mando just by being the main antagonist and everything. And I think I thought the girl there when we were reviewing both shows that the um, Moff Gideon and Stan Edgar in a lot of ways are very similar in how they're portrayed and how they come across because they don't have any powers they around people are so much more powerful than them, but they have such control over everything. Like, especially after Stan Edgar has been like, ousted from his position, he's having that meeting with Homelander. Homelander for saying this could have just thrown him at the fucking window because we'd seen him kill some other people very brutally mm. early on in that same episode. It's where we basically said, like, you're nothing special. You're basically just a failed experiment or whatever. Yeah. See, I would say, yeah, not... Uh, just to compare Giancarlo Esposito's roles, I would say that um, Gus Fring is more like um, Stan Edgar. In <laughs> Gus Fring is very much very nice very business like front to, in the front thing like it's supposed to be. And in the background, he's a fucking monster. And he's not scared of anything. So I get what he's mocking, but no, he's more like Gus Fring in that regard. Um, I don't, I don't really watch a lot of Breaking Bad. So yeah. I got, I watched the first couple of seasons. I just, and I realized like, I don't really feel the same as everyone else seems to. So I kind of check myself out of it, but I've heard, I've seen a lot about him, but I don't think I've seen enough of him as Gus to make the same comparison as you. Yeah, no, I get it. If you, I think if you watch it with him, you'll understand why it's the best. Like Breaking Bad is just oh, it's so good. I love Breaking Bad. I'm getting distracted. Where are we ranking San Edgar though? Um, Scott, I'll start with you. I'd honestly put him in go to because I think he fills that position that Mad did a little bit more sinister. It's like the way he just openly you know, makes Homelander feel like a bit of a bitch by like focusing on home on Starlight more than him in the last series. Or she's like, you know, he's probably listening, and because he can like hear through walls, like, good. I hope he is. Yeah, Carl. Yeah, I totally agree with Scott. He's goated. It's just a great character. Is he above or below termites? <laughs> oh, above termite. <laughs> All right. So, Don't make uh, me choose. <laughs> Stan Edgar is in goated. Right. Um, let's move on then to. Uh, a woman very important to Stan Edgar. We'll find out in season three. Victoria Newman uh, in charge uh, of the, uh, the anti-superhero, not anti-superhero thing, but basically a task force brought in to monitor superheroes along with Huey. And uh, turns out that she's an, probably the most powerful person there because she just mind fucks them, blows them up. And she kills um, Rainer. She kills all that. She kills uh, Vogelbaum in the courtroom scene, as Scott said earlier. And she's. And then Huey figures out who she is, and it's basically that's going to be the the show ever season four is her versus the boys and everything like that. Um, I I think she's terrifying. 
Oh, she is. She's Absolute at least good. Character. She's at least good. She has a great character arc because you think she's one of the good guys trying to help out, and then you know you got this head exploding thing going on, and you you you're wondering who the fuck's doing that? How's this happening? And at the end, of, I think it's the end of season two, isn't it? It's revealed that it's her, and you're like, fucking hell! <laughs> it was three, weren't it? Oh, it was episode end of season two. Cause like, I think she was in the courtroom when all that stuff was happening. And then you realise her, because like she blows up, it's revealed when she blows up that weird cult leader's head, guy who she used to like, get like, A-train back into the seven, and then you see her like outside, looking all sinister, and then season three is when you learn about her and Stan Edgar's relationship. And I like her, like she's a great, a perfect type of antagonist for this kind of series, because like, everybody, she could easily blow their head up just even for a certain distance, so like she had that fight scene with that guy, in, I think it was the end of the first episode which helps Yuri realise who she is. And they've been slowly building her up, but she's stopped open about how much of a baddie she is. Like, it's very much in secret, but now everybody knows. So they've did a really good slow build to her really being, taking the spotlight as a bad guy in like season four. Yeah, and also the fact that she's going to be vice president as well. Because mm-hmm. she, she's running for, uh, obviously she, she's actually going for... for Oh yeah, vice yeah. He picks her yeah. as vice president, yeah. doesn't he? Um, got, Jim yeah, Beaver. Got, yeah, I got Bobby. two or three. Yeah, I got two or three mixed up. So yeah, she's she's gonna basically be in charge, and Huey figures out who he is, and just thinking, right, okay, we're all fucked. I think in terms of just sheer power and also presence, because I think she's a great presence. I've got to probably be goated, and then actually, I've stand Edgar as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put her in goated. What about you two? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've got no problem putting her and go. It was going to at least good, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, be at least good, because like, like you said, if we were doing it all like, on the first two seasons, she'd probably be and didn't add much, other than that one moment where the reveal of her being the person blowing people's heads up is, happens. But given that the third season, we've got the third season, even hell, she may even be more good if we were doing this after season four, but she's got to be at least in the top two. So good or goated, what are we saying? But we'll go go ahead. Yeah, we've. Yeah. we've she's quite important as well to mm-hmm. Huey's character arc because it's what forces him to go back to Butcher and do it Butcher's way because the other ways don't work because he's that pissed off of himself that he's realised he's been working for a, a soup all along. Yeah. yeah. And the stuff of her daughter as well. So it gives her another, another layer. It does. It's great. Right. Let's move on to. Um, Susan Rayner, uh, she's a CIA operative who was helping Butcher. She was giving files. She's basically basically back to break the, the case on things and her uh, head blows up. Um, uh, I'd put her in okay. She's she, she's a bit of a bit of a bit of a um, oh, yeah, bit of a mech character in my turn. So I'd I'd put her in okay. What about you two? Uh, yeah, okay, or meh. I can barely remember her, to be honest. So that pretty much says says it all for me. I, I would I would maybe go as far as to say maybe didn't add much because, I'll be honest, it was a shock, like, very first episode of season two that she she got killed off. But I'll be honest, I haven't really thought that much about her since she got killed off. Yeah, okay, yeah. Didn't add much, and we, we put her in there. Okay, now we're going to move on now to um, some superheroes. Yay! And that was much rejoice. <laughs> Ryan, 
Uh, so we're going to start with. Um, do you want to start with the set? Should we say the seven to the end and just go with some? Um, yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. I still have a character. I don't know if we we put him in. Um, Seth Rogen's character. Because no. that's that's got to be goated because it's just I'm being stitches. I'm laughing just thinking about it. All right, let's just okay, don't so. expect it to pop up and then to do like a, a scene like that. All right, so go to. I'm just going to put Seth Rogen. <laughs> I mean, let's go. Seth Rogen's goated at everything he does. But yeah, so Seth Rogen's in goated. So let's go with the one who's wanking over the Crimson Countess. She's introduced in season three as one of the, not, I wouldn't say the original seven, but one of the original like superhero groups. I mean, was it Vietnam? I think they were in with Mallory. Mm. Uh, and everything goes to shit. Uh, Soldier Boy's killed, and she's basically like a. Carney, I want to say she does like live sex shows. Uh, she was a girlfriend of Soldier Boy. Um, gets brutally killed when they figure out, you know, when Soldier Boy starts figuring out things. Um, where would you put Crimson and Countess? Uh, um, no, oh God, Scott. Uh, yeah, I think is it Payback's the name of the group that Soldier Boy was involved in? That was it, yeah, 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 payback, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's clearly very powerful, you know, she's very much like a Scarlet Witch, I think, type. And you get to see that, but she's also clearly a bit of a bit of a bitch, basically, because like you know, Soldier Boy's generally heartbroken, like, because he clearly did care for her, even though he was a bit of an arsehole himself, but she's like, I never loved you. And then yeah, the way she goes, I'd put her in at least good because she was an important part, I think, of establishing Soldier Boy's backstory. Yeah, she she's nothing spectacular, so sort of didn't add much or or, or good. Um, I did like I did find that was it save the ape thing or whatever it was quite funny. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. you know, like chimps don't cry or that's can't it. Cry or that's like it. That. Chimps. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Thanks. Right, so we've got one for good, one for okay. Um, I'm going to probably good for the character art with Soldier Boy. Like that whole reveal was just great. So yeah, Crimson Countess is in good but lower end of good. Um, so we keep going with the payback. Uh, let's go with the TNT twins, the hosts of Hero Gasm with uh, feature Love Sausage. Um, these are just fucking two pointless little things. So I'm just going to put them in Ray for me. Just pointless. Yeah, they were. They, I thought it was quite funny that they don't seem to like each other much, but their powers are sort of, they can't, they have to be with each other for their powers to work. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, they, they, are, they are a bit shit. Yeah, like the fact that they haven't used their powers in so long that the one time they need to use them, it just goes horribly wrong for them. <laughs> yeah, they and also they burn Love Sausage's dick. So for that, right. exactly, exactly, and they film, and they film. At least the, the brother fucking film people having their shit. <laughs> oh god, yeah, Jesus, yeah, Christ. yeah. Who, who, who doesn't do that? I'd expunged that from my memory. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, do, do you know that's called in normal time? It's called the Liam Hall special days. <laughs> so the TNT twins are in Ray. Um, Let's go with, of course, another member of it. Let's go with Gunpowder. He was seen as the um, like 
he was supposed to be Soldier Boy's protege. Um, really enjoyed his time going to conventions as Gunpowder. Um, was I right in saying that? Was it was it Billy saying to him that Gunpowder used to touch the uh, Soldier Boy used to touch Gunpowder, or did Gunpowder say it? Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, yeah. It implied that he tries to play it off as as Hazen or whatever, but clearly, yeah, it did happen. Yeah, which is wrong on many levels, and we do not condone that behaviour. Um, but he is the first person that Billy beats the fuck out of when he becomes Super Billy, uh, or Super Saiyan Billy, let's call him that. Um, he added, he, he helped with the story development, but as a character overall, didn't add much. I mean, is his superpower supposed to be like he's good with guns? I mean, yeah. it's America. Everyone's good with guns in America. It's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a shit power, really, isn't it? It's, I'd, I'd, put, I'd put him in. Um, didn't add much, to be honest, even though he did add a bit to the plot. But as a character overall, he was pretty shy. Yeah, I put him in, didn't add much as well. Yeah. No, I agree completely, you know. He's basically a superhero who's good with guns. That's basically just second grade in Texas, though. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, he's there. Um, we've got some uh, one uh, one of the one uh, Mesmer, um, of course, played by the little boy who was in the Sixth Sense, right? In saying, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah. So he's he his superpower is he can tell you everything by touching them or he can read minds by touching them. Uh, Butcher tries to use him against Homelander. Turns out he doesn't want to betray Homelander and Homelander just kills him anyway. So um, Mesmer, maybe going to put Mesmer. Ooh, I don't know. I'd forgotten about him, but I do remember him being that kind of a sort of interesting character. To be fair, so. Maybe okay. Scott? Sure. Well, either okay or the Nadabats, because again, the fact that I had to go, oh yeah, when you, yeah. When you brought him up. Because I've been looking at him on his, his name on the last thing, like, is that, is that misspelled or is this someone I've just completely forgotten about? No, no I, I, I agree. I mean, I forgot about him until I did like, the, the, the research of the list, but <laughs> I'm pretty much okay with the fact that the story development. So, uh, okay. Overall. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm happy for okay. Yeah, now we get on to uh, another minor character, uh, Popclaw. Uh, of course, she's the girlfriend of A-Train, or no, secret girlfriend of A-Train, whose super hit, hit power is um, Wolverine claws in her elbows. Yeah, yeah basically a, a shitter Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look at me. I I can slash in my elbows. All right, I'm just gonna stand behind you. I'm gonna stand to the side. But you can't get me. Um, <laughs> but she's very important in the reveal of Gen. Uh, no, I keep saying Gen V. It's not Gen V. It's Compound V. Um, she reveals what it is, what it does. Of course, confirms that A Train is addicted to it. Um, also kills um, her landlord in a way that I would want to go out. Yeah, just someone people- ride. Someone people, in my face. people say that there's no perfect way to die, and clearly they've never watched this show. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I mean, if you think being killed by a man up your willy is a good way to die, Scott, that's 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 on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, I like this way. Um, she, I, she's very important in that regard in terms of 
that compact bees are a real thing. Um, but you don't really see much after that. Um, I would put her in okay. What about you, yeah. Carl? Uh, I know we did say she does add a bit, but I would say it doesn't add much. She's barely in it, and her powers are pretty crap. But yeah, good way to die to be to be perfectly fair as well. Yeah, so maybe that does upgrade her to okay. Scott, I mean, I feel bad the way that Adrian basically just killed her. I mean, it looks like a like overdose. Like there are moments in season three where you kind of feel bad for Adrian, but you had to remember there are scenes like that that make him an arsehole. So yeah, maybe put her in an okay because uh, def- I definitely remember her from just that one episode she was in. Mm. I enjoyed that episode. I'm sure you did. Bet, bet you did. Um, so let's move on to um, well, a person that we, are we calling him Alex or are we calling him Drummer Boy? Either Either or. Or. All right, we'll call him Alex slash drummer boy. He's known from Starlight um, in um, the church camps that they went to when they were younger. He wins the reality show to join the Seven, then says to Starlight's going to help her infiltrate Vor and going to spy on Homelander. But then A-Train, as you just said, A-Train is an arsehole because he betrays Alex and, and Homelander kills him. Yeah. it's not even like it's a, a like a mercy he's, he's, he looks like he batters the fuck out of him and blows his head off so um also his death Starlight basically just steps back in line at that point and then obviously you know she betrays them and he enjoys the boys but at that point she just oh fuck like what's happened Homeland is not to be fucked with um, where are we going to put Alex slash drummer boy uh, I would say okay. I don't think he could be any higher than that. Really, plays his part, but he's not particularly memorable. Well, I wouldn't say memorable, apart from his beaten up visage. But uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah not someone you could get enough time to relate to or anything. Just there, isn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. Scott. Yeah, I agree. Probably okay because if he's a if he was a red more, we'd have better opinion of him but I think obviously for the sake of the story he had to die so quickly because it was basically about the idea of that everyone's trying to band together against Homeland but it was shown that Homeland was getting a little bit more out of control and the, the brutal nature in which he fucking kills him as well. You don't see it but you see the aftermath of it. Yeah, it's brutal. So yeah, I, I agree. I put him in okay. Um... <laughs> I know we shouldn't laugh at this one, but it's really funny. With the next, the next one, blind spot, uh, blind superhero who uh, Ashley puts up to join the seven, and Homelander just claps his uh, ha- uh, ears, he uh, deafens him, and now he's useless. <laughs> <laughs> I, I laughed so hard at this at, at that uh, <laughs> at that scene. I shouldn't laugh, but it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> poor, poor kid. <laughs> I mean, just for that moment, do we put him in goated? But uh, <laughs> no, I've I've got him. He didn't add much because he didn't add much apart from just a very memorable scene. Yeah, he's he's didn't add much, like you say. Yeah, All right. yeah. So, 
I mean, it's more Homelander that does the act that is goated. He's probably going to be goated anyway, so spoilers. So uh, I don't think he deserves deserves uh, it for that anyway. Uh, right. I mean, let's, let's, so let's, say what you want about. Sorry. Say what you want about. Because after what Homelander did, he's not going to hear you. <laughs> that was not worth it. <laughs> really wasn't, man. I'm, I'm just going, what the fuck, man? Just shut up. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm probably cut that. Cause, uh, no, was... no, 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 no. You know, because if you, if you do cut it, I'm just going to bring up every podcast to do afterwards. Um, uh, right. So let's move on to, we've got 10 left. Uh, yeah, just making sure we've got ten left. We've got the seven. We've got three others. Um, so let's start with some lower rankings of the seven. Lamplighter. Uh, Lamplighter is very important in terms of the whole story. Um, he was responsible for killing Mallory's grandkids. Um, then he works at a hospital, which is full of or it's a prison, not a hospital, full of out of control soup kids. Um, that. Frenchie, Kimiko, and Huey were out. I'm right in saying they yeah, have to in so. a drive, and he helps them escape, and then ends up blowing himself up in Fort, which was that, which was pretty much just like all right, and you you could have killed everybody, but you decide to light yourself <laughs> up on fire. All right, Guy Fawkes. Um, <laughs> where do we put Lamplighter? Because I think in terms of overall story is actually he is quite important but he's not at the same time and yes and i quite like the actor who plays him as well because it's been in a few things i like like the uh, the following and the x-men films so I'd, yeah. I'd put him in i'd put him in okay scott yeah i'd put him in okay because you know i think they've even mentioned the character since even in gen v there's a couple of mentions of him at uh, the university and everything so clearly it was important at one point and you know they try and use him but also that goes kind of wrong but he wasn't really around enough and when he was there so yeah I'd say just put him in okay yeah um, right let's move on to Translucent of course he's only in it for a couple of episodes in season one uh, he's invisible he's a bit of a pervert because he just walks around uh, the women's bathroom with his cock hanging out where Maeve and Starlight were talking um gets kidnapped, gets a spark up his ass by Huey, and they kill him by putting a bomb up his ass. Yeah, I mean, awesome. <laughs> again, they do they, they go all out with these fucking deaths, don't they? I mean, really do. I mean, good job we didn't see the insertion of the bomb, which I genuinely thought we would after seeing a man <laughs> run up someone's penis, but you know. Um, I, I actually liked him. I know he was only in it for a little bit. I really found him... I, I know he's been a creepy and all that, but it, I did like him, and I would put him in good. I know he was only in it for like four episodes, but I would put him in good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure, because, you know, other than getting captured by the boys, and, yeah, we're going to the guy. It doesn't, doesn't do a... Doesn't really do a huge amount though, does he? And does he is he is he a non-verbal character? I can't remember him saying that. No, 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 he talks because he talks. He to just talk. um, oh, he does talk. 
Yeah, because he says but when they start shooting me, I've got diamond skin, you can't get in me. And then when oh, that was it, yeah. Bomb up his ass, he gets terrified. But um, he is the downfall of his own death and the fact that he fries the electric fence with the electric cage with his own piss. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets blown up by Jimmy who shits himself. I do I do like him. I think he's quite <laughs> he's quite funny. <laughs> I think it was a clearly important uh, for the first couple of episodes in terms of you know, Huey eventually you know, making a decision like yes, he, that he was able to kill somebody uh, and clearly he was powerful enough you know, if he was part of the seven. I think the highest I could put him was maybe good because I maybe would have liked to have seen a little bit more of him. Yeah. Literally, because you couldn't see him half the time. Yeah, that, that's what I was like. I, I want. I, I wouldn't mind seeing more translucent. So I think that's why I'd put him in good for me. So call about you. Um. Yeah, I, I would say okay or good. I, you know, I'm not going to argue the shit just for that. I mean, I'd perhaps be more inclined to lean towards okay. But if you uh, want to put him in good, I'm. I'm not going to dispute that. But I'm in the good. Yeah, bottom end. Yeah, bottom end of good. Uh, okay, then let's move on to Stormfront, uh, who is a Nazi. So all Nazis are in Ray. <laughs> and if you say Nazis are good, then you're going to ca- be captured on uh, recording and it will be used against you in the court of law. <laughs> no, not good, but uh, she she has quite a decent character out there in season two. Season two is basically the the Stormfront season. You're not yeah. too you're not too sure if she's um, a good guy or bad guy at first because she's she's doing her own sort almost her own sort of thing trying to manipulate Homelander and isn't towards the end she yeah she's revealed that she's she's been around. Since like World War Two, she's a Nazi, and she sort of sees um, Homelander as the um, sort of supreme alien sort of Aryan, yeah, yeah, Aryan person, don't they? So yeah, yeah. it's it's quite. I'd say she's at least good character-wise because it is you know it's quite a good character arc through season two. I hate her. Well, yeah, you meant to. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I thought me, I thought me, um, think he was charging. It's about to run out. I will say, actually, right. incredible. Yeah, actually, the crowd actress played it incredibly well because you are supposed to hate her, and she's so mm. detestable. She kills Kimiko's uh, brother. She kills everybody in that uh, apartment block. Obviously, very, ra- you know, very racial, racially driven. Because obviously, you know, she kills that. Uh, uh, that family that were just the black just goes, oh, okay, it's fucking kills you all. Um, supports Homelander and everything he's doing, holds press conferences, goes against humans, lets Homelander do what he wants. So she's kind of like the driving force behind Homelander being this little petulant child that he becomes. He's already been a petulant child, but this super petulant child. And obviously when she kills herself, it does send him off on a crazy street because he, you know, she didn't think he would. And I was very uncomfortable with the scene where she wakes him off when she's got one arm and she's burned. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just sitting there going, What are you doing? What? No, no, no. <laughs> no, but. Uh, 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 like, 
looking at each season, like there's always like Homelander is the main threat. There's always a threat that's up there, like another like, main villain as well as him. I think she is definitely up for season two, and it's doubly scary in terms of like, she's up there with him in the same wavelength in terms of how powerful she is. And so it feels like she's the main threat for most of season two than than he is. Uh, like you said, the way they manipulate you, thinking like, oh, she's a good guy, but like, no, no, she's definitely not. By the like certain yeah. episode, I think you're like, she's definitely not being like, oh, also, all cherry on top. She's a Nazi as well. Because it should seem patient zero, the fact that she was the first soup. Because uh, uh, her husband was Vought, weren't he? Yeah, he, like, he starts mm. it all. Yeah, because yeah. in the comics, Stormfront's actually Homelander's dad. Well, they took that some unique directions, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like the fact they did that, but they're still not supposed to be his dad in in the uh, in the comics. But where are we ranking the Nazi? I, mean, I think I think I think as a character, has got to be at least God. She's a good character. So the Nazi's good, according to Carl. Not really a Nazi, though, in real life. <laughs> is it? It's just a character arc. But it does, make, it does make sense, though, for the character. Yeah. It, it's, uh... And I do love the way that they work her reveal into like, the ongoing development of that Seven movie, where they then everyone's playing themselves, but then they recast her, and then midway through it, when the Nazi thing comes out, they try to get ahead of it by making her the villain of the film. Yeah, this is, this is what I mean, like Disney. So, you know. <laughs> and I had to do a double take when I realised it was Charlie's Ferran as well. I was like, Charlie's Ferran, how did they get her? To, how did they get her to appear in this? <laughs> how did they get Seth Rogen to wank off to a uh, you know? <laughs> That's um, Seth Rogen, isn't it? He's probably high as a kite. <laughs> are we putting her in good then? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, in terms of the villain, she's up there. Yeah, she's in good. Right, uh, next one. Um. Let's do Soldier Boy. Of course, Soldier oh. Boy season three. Um, he's revealed to be the dad of Homelander. Um, he's betrayed by his group. So everyone thinks he's dead and missing, but Butcher finds him, brings him back, and he has a meltdown when he first sees the works. He's, he has like an outbreak. He kills a load of people, and then it was revealed that he's a he's a massive dickhead. Yeah. And in the end, Homelander and Billy join forces to fight Soldier Boy, and is he dead? No. no. He got carted off back to the Russians, I think, didn't he? Oh, he's not dead. I, cause I thought when he did his implosion, he blew up. I thought he was dead, but then, no, he's not, and I can't wait to see the Winter Soldier back. I mean, he's, he's good for me. No, he's good for me, not just because, you know, it's Jensen Ackles playing him, and there was a whole build up to him eventually being revealed because we all knew he was in it. And then he gets revealed. You see these little clips from stuff he did when he was around when Vought put him in these things. Like he's on this on the show fucking singing Blonde as well, as wooden as you'd, you'd like because he's just always singing it while these people are dancing around him. And yeah, he is a dick, but I like I like that he's a dick because like the scene between him and Huey. They try to explain to him about the world, what the world's like. He's asking him about Bluetooth. He went, "You just made that word up, didn't you?" <laughs> I think acting was. Per- I think the acting choice was perfect as well. I think he was just mm-hmm. done to a T. He was uh, amazing, and I was shocked that he um, the other played in what uh, what's his name? Jensen Ackles, is it? Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Why was he not cast as? Why was he not cast as the Winter Soldier in Captain America? Baffled me. <laughs> yeah. 
It's Dean Winchester. He's goated and of. Yeah. Goated. I've, I've, I love Soldier Boy. You're not supposed to, but you do. Um, oh, let's move on to the contentious one. Oh, we, we fucking go. We're now on to the seven. <laughs> so the seven, of course, the main group of superheroes, but they're the most corrupt group in the world, uh, led by a deranged man baby. But let's get on to the one who fucks octopuses. Um, <laughs> The deep Carl, take it away. Oh, I just, I just love the deep because yeah, he's he's so crap, but he's just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, his, his scenes are the funniest. You can't deny, like when he's trying to rescue that dolphin, and then he has to break some of his car. And the dolphin just goes smashes through the windscreen. It's just, oh, I've never laughed so much. It's hilarious, and yeah, when he's shagging the octopus, <laughs> it's everything's my fit better. Do you want to try something different? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> try something different is putting the other person back to his house. And then he has to eat, and then hope and then make him eat, not to yeah, his friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, my favorite bit was one of my favorite ones with Homeland. It's just a Homeland, and we talked to my friends. He said, It's a fucking porpoise. They're not your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then, like, obviously, he gets shipped out. In se- I like him in season two because he goes. Get shipped out. Turns out he's got weird gills, and this woman rapes his gills. Yeah, and then he's like, has these hallucinations when he's talking to her, which is yeah. pretty funny. And then he becomes a fucking cultist because he gets married to a really yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah, makes a book. But my favorite thing, my favorite thing goes obviously go with Gen V. The Deep is the only one not ranked in the top seven to be a big part of the seven. Yeah, it's like, hey, that's brilliant. <laughs> Just fitted his character so perfectly. But then again, let's go. With, but let's go with the bad things about the Deep, where he makes Starlight suck his knob. Oh yeah, but I mean, it, it, that, that that is horrendous. But it, it's kind of a good sort of plot thing and character thing because because these things do. Well, similar do go on in workplaces, and then yeah. you know the women seem you know speak out if they don't if they don't want to speak out, but then when they do speak out, nobody believes them, or it all gets put under the carpet. Because so, Maeve tells us to suck it up, literally mm. suck it up, get up with it, and yeah, and then they, 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 no. they do the whole yeah, then they do the whole reality show, and then they they just use it as a way to bring him back into the seven. Even though he shouldn't have been brought back in because of what he did, and all the talk about him joining the cult, although they try and make a film about him briefly leaving the cult, he only just left because the guy died who ran it, and they call yeah. it "Not Without My Dolphin," like a big lifetime movie or whatever. Oh. I think I think part of the reason like he's they so easily make the kind of the butt of the jokes more often than not is the fact that he's meant to be their Aquaman, and for a long time Aquaman was the butt of the jokes as well. Yeah. I, no, he is complete. I mean, he's just, he is brilliant. And uh, to to the viewers, me and Scott fucked with Carl earlier, saying we had to put the deep. <laughs> Wait, if, 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 and Carl. I got it off. Carl got angry and left the group chat. And then I asked myself, I'm really sorry I was taking the piss. Because uh, I, I said, Good night, you do over. He went, No, no, I'm not having this. <laughs> the message was, no, we're not doing this to, to suit you. If we hadn't already been here for almost two hours, I would love to argue more. Just piss Carl off and try and say that he should be in Ray. 
but I can't, I don't I don't think we have that time. I just I don't no, want to cause any more arguments. I can't do it either because he makes me laugh. I've got to put him in goated because he's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> yes, it's, it's just brilliant. You haven't even mentioned the whale scene where he tries oh, to stop yeah. the boat. <laughs> oh, oh, God. So bad. Uh, he's so, I said, he's just he, such he a fucking... He seems to make matters worse every time he tries to help, doesn't he? <laughs> he just, you know, when he says he's the number two, he's the number two right here, and he's just home and goes, just no. No, <laughs> you're not even like number seven. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, deep is in goaded. Uh, let's move on to the one who he mouth rapes, Starlight. Um, I don't like her. Controversial. I don't like Starlight. I mean, I'm going to have to get into gimmick here because we're in Salma Hayek territory for me. So let's <laughs> go, <is> Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't like that. He's, as I said, the, the relationship with Huey seems forced. Yeah, there's no chemistry between them, and also she's constantly whinging about everything. And you know, I, I understand that you know Homelander destroys a friend from when she was younger, and then they said that oh they they're, they're together. He just tries to make it. It's like they're they're together because she was popular that time, and Homelander was at the point where no one liked Homelander. Mm. And but as I say, it's just the Huey stuff that gets me with her because again, he, he, she goes back to him time and time again after he lies to her. Don't go back to him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> stand up, stand up for yourself. What was she standing for herself? Because she got the deep kicked out, which is good. Um, but. Where do we rank Starlight? It's a tough one. Yeah. Scott, I don't know. I, 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 oh, go on. Go on. Right. Sorry, sorry, Carl. No, no, you, no, you go, Carl. I was, I was, I was agreeing with what Reese said, but you can go first. <laughs> I, would, I would say good or maybe top end of okay. I, I do like the character, uh, all joking aside. And I think she's got potential to, to be better than she's been written currently as well because she just flip-flop a bit between the sides and, and what have you doesn't she but I think she has potential to be one of the more powerful ones as well I think, I think we've only because you know she's quite low on confidence and that because of the way of, you know some of the other heroes put her down and that I think I think she's got the potential to be a lot more powerful than we've seen so far yeah, and also her mum's a knob as well, though, let's be honest. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah. She, really, she really is. Typical sort of, I imagine a, an American pushy parent to be. Yeah, I, really, I really feel like, I feel bad for her at times because like, it feels like, basically the standards, like people in the public, especially women, that they're supposed to meet. I think Starlight's an example of like, her mum's been forced to do pageants since she was young and everything, just mm. to get the mum the seven and she finally achieves this dream, but she quickly realises it's, not really what it's all cracked up to be. So I think she goes to the lot, so you can't blame her for being the way she is at times, and then the way that she basically decides to leave all behind just to expose Homeland and everything, and how they try and basically try and discredit her at the same time. Yeah. I'd, I'd, maybe, I'd put her in good, maybe not goaded, but, you know, I'd be interested to see her more so as part of, like, as part of the boys' team uh, next season, rather than a reluctant member of the Seven. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what it is. I think it's I'd put lower end of good, top end of okay. Um, probably lean towards top end of okay over good, to be honest with you, because I think it's just a, 
the indecisiveness and the flip flopping of the character that ruins it for me. So okay, what we think of Carl? Are you okay? Yeah, we'll we'll go with top end of okay. That's fine. Yeah, I don't mind that. Cool. So top end of okay. Which is a shame because I think, as you said, she's got potential to be amazing. I think if she wasn't so indecisive and flip-flopping, then she would be there. Um, all right, four left. Let's go with Queen Maeve. Um, of course, the former girlfriend of Homelander, their Wonder Woman, um, that's what she's supposed to be, all-powerful, indestructible. Um, and then she's has to force a game of personal relationship because of, obviously being... Um, she's gay, isn't she? Lesbian, um, mm. superhero, but she yeah. can't show that she is because it's not a good image for the seven. But then they force her to do it mm-hmm. because they all about numbers and stats and getting people to love them and all that rubbish. I really feel sorry for Maeve because mm-hmm. she's got a drug, drug, uh, drinking problem, drug problem, and then she does supply butcher with Compound V or was it Compound Twenty Four? Yeah, something yeah. like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's like uh like ten compound... they call it. Yeah. yeah, it only lasts like twenty four hours or something, doesn't it? And she gives all the dirt on Vaught and all that, and then the sacrifice to herself because she, she gets battered by is it Homelander batters her? Yeah, and... yeah. She sacrifices That's... herself for Soldier Boy, uh saving from Soldier Boy, doesn't she? I think. Yeah. Where would we put Queen Maeve? I'm I would put her in the top end of good for myself. Uh, I would say, I don't think I'm okay. She's not really one of my favourite characters. and She's a bit dull at times. And uh, mm. I never like the way she sort of, like, as you say, said to Starlight, suck it up rather than trying to sort of help her. But, yeah, she just sort of redeemed herself towards the end of... Um, Season three by sort of I say, though she did survive it by sort of sacrificing herself to um, stop Soldier Boy. So yeah, yeah, maybe I could be convinced for God, but she's not really one of my favourite characters. Yeah, she's definitely she's definitely not go to the marriage because I think at a certain point, especially like season two and for a lot about season three, they just like they just kind of push her to the background a little bit. They don't really have much for her. Until they have that bit towards the end where they need everybody that they can to help take down Homelander and everything at the end, and then she fakes her death so she can finally have a normal life away from Homelander and away from Vought. And yeah, again, she's an example of. You know, I think she's realised the things that, that Starlight realises early on, but she's known them for a long time. But she's too jaded to really do anything about it, unlike Starlight, who tries to, you know, do something about it. And yeah, her being basically an example of. Gonna be trying pretending to get behind a cause like LGBT thing because like they have the brave Maeve like stall at that like theme park that French and Kimiko go to everything where they go to find Chris and Kiss, they got a big thing with her and they hold the whole brave Maeve thing so it'll be like how corporate everything can be when they say they get behind a certain cause but lower end of lower end of goods maybe for me she's definitely not go to because you know She's also, there's a lot of stuff that she could have done that she's basically just chosen not to. Uh, but she did do a good thing towards the end where she kind of tried to stop Soldier Boy. Yeah. I I, I agree. I'll put a peringer at the lower end of good. Um, yeah, I agree there. So Queen Maeve is in good. I was going to call Salma Hayek moving. I was going to put her in goatees because, you know, 
Um, three left. Uh, let's go with A Train. Of course, introduced. Uh, he, he, the first time we see him is he's run through Huey's girlfriend, Robin, and all he's holding his uh, hands. Um, he's a massive dick in season one because he forgets that he did it to Robin, says sorry, doesn't really mean it. Then forgets about Huey again when Huey goes around pop claws when he sees him, sees him in the hallway. Um, he's just an absolute knobhead and also off his tits on Compound V but has a heart attack. And then obviously is it season three where he tries to be uh he tries to go back to his roots with his uh obviously yeah. the the, mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter stuff and all that and ends up going to a rally where his brother gets paralyzed. That's pretty it, much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then Homelander bullies him for being fat. And mm-hmm. he calls Homelander an art a dickhead or an arsehole or something like that, and Homelander just threatens to kill him and A train bows to Homelander. Because obviously he gets um drummer boy killed. By running to, he tells Homelander what he's going to try and do, and he shows his allegiances because he's terrified of Homelander. Yeah, it's, it's almost like there's a bit of a competition between A Train and the Deep who can suck up to Homelander more at, uh, at times as well. I think the Deep's won in that the, one. The, the, the Deep would always win because he's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, uh, but, well, I would uh, yeah, actually no, Scott. Yeah, where would you put where would you put A train? It's weird. Like to use the wrestling term, it's feel like they're trying to turn on face in season three with all the stuff with his brother and everything. And the most I think I've read for him is when he nearly gives himself a heart attack when he goes full speed, just dragging uh, Blue Hawk. I think was that his name, the guy who basically who basically caused the the, the stuff at the yeah. rally and then immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. drags these guys like face along this road after he regards him just. He murders the guy and ended up getting his heart in exchange for it, but it kind of cost him his relationship with his brother. But in a lot of ways, you can see that it's almost a bit of karma from everything he's done, kind of coming back on him. Yeah. Uh, Carl? Well, he, he is kind of important because he sort of gets the show started of the way he sort of mm-hmm. runs through Huey's girlfriend. It's quite a quite a good moment because it just it's like your standard sort of tender moment between a guy and his girlfriend and all of a sudden she just gets splattered across everywhere as this really fast carrot runs, runs through her but a lot yeah. of season two they didn't seem to it's like I want to wrestle they haven't got any any creative hasn't got anything for you as a wrestler he didn't really have a, a lot to do um, at least not it's not the most charismatic of characters, really. It's not. He hasn't got that comedy effect that, that the deep has. So um, it'd be okay or good for me, but but nothing, nothing more. Yeah, I agree. I put him in good. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I put him in top end. It could. Is oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Because like he is, yeah, important. He said he he helps kick all this stuff off and everything. And, you know, he plays a big part in season one, maybe not so much season mm. two, but then you get him again season three. And uh, despite the fact he's trying to do good, you've got that bit with him and Huey, where Huey finally gets the coven that he's got powers and he stands up to him properly. Like, you never really apologised for what you did. And I don't know about you guys, but I can never stop thinking about the wrestler either. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Just, oh, just wait to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To see I had a joke about that as well. <laughs> I had a joke I was going to make about that, but if I hadn't been recording for fucking ages, I would have yeah, made it earlier. Same, like, same, like, same, like, 
like, oh, where would you where would you rank A Train? Oh, I liked him better when he was doing with Tess in two thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we are. That took twi- that, that, that took like three seconds to make that joke and whinging about how long we're recording for. Stop whinging, Scott. Jesus. It would have been funnier right. if I said it earlier. Oh, this is not an X Factor though. That was shy. Oh. Wow. Let's just move on. Move on. Uh, right, we've got two characters left. Uh, let's go with Black Noir. Because Black Noir is a very important character. He was part of, uh, obviously, a payback with uh, Soldier Boy. He was able to speak. Obviously, he gets like a very horrific injury, which makes him a mute. However, he's still absolutely badass. Um the mute that I said that I said I said the mute person of the, the seven. I would say probably after Homelander the most menacing one because he's just terrifying in that regard. Um obviously he gets killed by Homelander because Homelander figures out who he is and everything like that. Um where would you rank uh, Black Noir? Of course in the comics Black Noir is Homelander's clone and he kills num whole Homelander. It's amazing. Need to read the comic. Um, so where would you put Black Noir? Uh, I'd have him at, at least the top end of good. I don't know if he's quite goated for me, but I do like the character. Yeah, and the, the fact that he's silent sort of adds more of a mystique and uh, aura aura to him. And yeah, he's, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what his, his actual superpower is, but he seems to be very strong and almost indestructible, apart from when, uh, apart from when Homelander um, rips his heart, his, his heart out, or whatever yeah. it was. Um, showrunners have sort of said he might not necessarily be dead, whether that's just a red herring kind of tease. Uh, I, I'm not too sure, but... Uh, yeah, and I, I like I liked um, he goes up a level as well after that sort of um, cartoon sort of thing he gets involved in when he goes back to that <laughs> dine like kids diner. What was it called? Yeah. Beaver summit or summit? And he's seen all these animated animals talking to him and giving them advice, which is quite hilarious. Because he goes then... AWOL, he goes AWOL, and that's why mm. yeah, that's why Homeland killed because he's scared of Soldier Boy, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, like he, he's in the elevator with the, in the elevator that ran over and he cuts his chip out his own arm and just walks away. Mm. Yeah, doesn't he just casually hand it to some some yeah. temp in the yeah. elevator? <laughs> I I love him. I think he's hilarious. I think he's just uh, as a, I I would put him in goated. Bartman the goat. I think he's I, I just I really like Black Noir. But then I like I also like the story behind who Black Noir is in the comic as well. Mm-hmm. I I like the way that they've. Maybe they gave again season three really helped him his backstory how he kind of led the charge like getting everybody against Soldier Boy because everybody else pretty much hated him and he was the one who was sick of his shit like he basically wouldn't let him get certain opportunities with Soldier Boy and then yeah he kind of hides from from Homelander and Homelander feels really betrayed by him because he up until that point in the first couple of seasons he seemed to be the most effective actually getting shit done. Out of everyone in the seven, there's that meme going around where he's pointing at the seven, like, you're all have really messed up. But he said, Black Noir, not you though, you're great. <laughs> I don't think Homelander's a bit scared of him in the first season. <laughs> he's, he's the solo Sokoa of the seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that means he's your Ray then. <laughs> hey. Now, wait, 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 wait a minute, I've got, I've, got to be, I've got to be goated for me. 
Oh yeah, go on, Damien. Go on, yeah, you convinced you convinced me to go with Gerard actually now. Oh, his his okay. death was his death is heartbreaking though because the animated characters appear in front of him again as he's dying. Oh yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, see, it's just sad because he's he's yeah. Poor poor Black Noir when he when he dies. Oh, Ryan. Now we talk. Now we hear the probably my favorite TV show character of in the last couple of years. I fucking love this dude, Homelander. He is Superman as a baby. He is a petulant little child. He is a massive dickhead. He has no regard for other people. He is all Cody Rhodes. He's <laughs> Cody Rhodes. He's but things are like Cody Rhodes. He's he's, he's finished the story. Um, he's just fucking epic in everything he's he's so slimy he's so hateable yet I fucking love him (laughs) yeah Yeah, but he he has got unlike Soldier Boy he has got a good side sort of good side to him because you know he he was willing to protect his son at all costs which you know is more than you know when Soldier Boy was willing to kill uh, a young kid so he's not He's got, you know, insecurities and sort of flaws that make him almost, you know, more human, you know, more a more human character than perhaps even Superman is. Because although he's all sort of powerful, he, he's very emotionally insecure, isn't he? Yeah, I mean that bit in the cabin where he kills all the soldiers was just because he was trying to find Ryan that couldn't find him. He kills them all in that cabin. Just walked out drenched in blood. Mm. And he's saying, going, like he's saying, going, right, okay, I, I'm, I'm just gonna fuck. I'll do anything to find him. Um, I like the fact that he, I like the scene where him and Butcher, he goes to Butcher's house and they just start talking. Uh, I like that. I like that scene. Um, also, his connection with Ma- uh, Madeline Stillwell. I know he kills and all that, but he genuinely felt. Um, I think she was like, she like a motherly presence to him. Mm. And then, uh, but he, he, again, he wanted to drink her milk. And yeah. <laughs> that, that oh, oh, fucking scene, that Jesus have you, have you seen the outtakes of that? Have you seen the outtakes? The, the, oh, the bloopers. He, he can't stop laughing. So the game's trying to <laughs> Can imagine. Oh, we can't. I don't think he likes milk either or something. He just can't stop laughing when he's doing it. And then, uh, but I just, I love him. He's just just so like so... erotically milk a cow as well, because yeah, I think it's more like, of a milk. Yeah. Seems to be more of a milk fetish he has than anything else. <laughs> yeah, he milks a cow. But then let's realize he does rape Becca. Mm. Yeah, still going. Love, love how you, love how you still, love how you like just like we list all these things that are great. And I goes, oh yeah, but they did this one horrible thing. Yeah. But I mean, let, but then in terms of the character, though, he's just incredible, and he's goaded. And I don't, I, I don't think there's any any other character where he could go into. I think he could have his own category of Homelander. Mm. I mean, I mean, I can't wait for season four when he gets that horrible, when he gets a horrible neck tattoo, you know. Because <laughs> I, I just love, I know, like it's a weird saying, but when Cody Rhodes insists on doing the whole Homelander thing, I'm like, is Cody not? Is Cody never watched the boys? Because Homelander's not the good guy in that, but I think he's a heel all along. I think that he's just was supposed to cheer for him, but he's the heel all along. He's just going to come out. He's done some. He's done some horrible things. What, what's Cody's thoughts on Mel? We need to find that out. But <laughs> I do agree, like in terms of like how steadily he seems to be very unhinged across the three series, 
that scene where he's talking to himself in the mirror, everything. Yeah. He's like, how he, again, his arc in season three very much mirrors like a lot of famous people in America, especially about how basically you go from being loved to hated and people try to tear you down and then he easily get people back on side again. And now he seems to be this weird hero figure at the end by these really white wing guys at the very end of yeah, it. When he he's taken... some... It's when he does his birthday speech, though, when he when basically yeah. he just he, bec- he he ignores the thing and he just bees who he wants to be mm. and everyone loves it. And I remember just sitting there going, Oh, they're all fucked. <laughs> he said what he wants and they love it and you lot are all fucked now. <laughs> yeah. Very much. I, I can't argue against, like, most of the main heroes, I think, were probably going to be encoded. I think most of them have been so far, and definitely Homelander, in terms of, like, he's a pair of antagonists for it, because, like, as much as you get behind the boys, even though they're, for the most for most of the series, they're not soups themselves, uh, you're always still worried about them, and the, the idea of them going up against Homelander, and that's the great idea for a villain, like, when you see the heroes go up against them, even though you're rooting for them, there should be that sense of dread, and there always is, when you, what they confront Homelander, because so easily with most people he could just like kill them like that what one of my favorite scenes is when there are a trains race and billy butcher and homeland just staring at each other and everyone's supposed to watch the race and just butcher and homeland just staring and just like oh shit this show day when it happens <laughs> is gonna be amazing Mm-hmm. And then I realised that Butcher's human. I went, "Oh, this short, this this beatdown is going to be very one-sided over very quickly." <laughs> so Homelander is goated, and there we are, boys. We have ranked the boys. We have ranked the characters. And um, do we want to use that do-over, or do you want to go to the list first, and then we can go from there? Yeah, go to the list. All right. So in we'll go from. Um, Ray to go. So in the Ray category, we have Becca, Butcher, Ryan, and the TNT twins. It didn't add much. We have Ashley, Dr. Vogelbaum, Hugh, uh, Rayner, Gunpowder, and Blindspot. Then we have in OK, we have Starlight, Huey, Mallory, The Legend, Love Sausage. Messi, I love that. Oh, God. I put, I put The Legend and Love Sausage next to each other. Jesus. <laughs> Mesmer, Pop Floor, Drummer Boy, and Lamplighter. Good. We have Stillwell, Kimiko, uh, Crimson Countess, Translucent, Stormfront, Maeve, A Train, and then in Goated we have uh, Homelander, Billy Butcher, MM, Frenchie, Termite, Stan Edgar, Tori Newman, Seth Rogen, Wanking Over Crimson uh, Countess, <laughs> Soldier Boy, Deep, and Black Noir. Is there anybody on there that you want to move with your do-over? Carl, I'll start with you. No, I'm happy. The deeps and goated, I'm happy. And those two, those are only two you had for goated. It's really escalated. Yeah. The only two, okay, I'll tell you what, the only <laughs> two I had for goated was Homelander and Butcher. And then he, yeah, and then he went to the ones that we had there. And then just think about the deep, because he's so fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, Scott, what about you? No, no, I'm pretty happy with that. I mean, I'm happy with like, certain members of the the seven like Black Noir. I definitely think that last thing had to be encoded in Soldier Boy is encoded in that, so I'm happy with that. I'm gonna use mine. Oh. I'm gonna put the deep in no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, um, don't. I'm gonna put Ashley and Ray because I just don't like her. I Fair can't enough. So but my do over is Ashley in Ray. And that's it. Um 
I'm actually really happy with this list. Um, yeah, it's, yeah same. I'm, same. I'm enjoying this. Um, so yeah, no, thank you boys for being here. Thank you for ranking with me. You know, it's been the longest rank of my life. Um, I mean, we should never, we should never rank alone. We we agreed no. on most, and it still went over two hours. Imagine if we had some, dis- imagine if we had some major disagreements. <laughs> oh God, no, don't. We could have been here till twelve o'clock. <laughs> we would. I'd happily stay here till twelve o'clock talking mm. about this shit. Um, but no, I mean, you know, it's been, it's been a good one. We took me to my this for ages. Uh, we do have some other ones. We are line up, uh, obviously. Come November, these will be very sparingly uh, done. Uh, but I do have a very, very fun one I'm going to do with uh, Liam. Um, <laughs> we could be ranking babies. We could be ranking small animals. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's one to look forward to. Um, but we have some ones that we're going to come up with and do before then. Um, I do have one I want to do. Uh, I think Carl, probably you'll be more in this than Scott. But I want to do Dr. Hoovalance in, ter- in time for the 60th anniversary. Oh, yeah, him. yeah. Be up for that. Doctor Who. And also Doctor we can rank the doctors as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That sounds like a plan. Uh, but before we go, Scott, do, uh, do you want to do your plugs? Uh, I don't really have much in the way of plugs. I also mean Carl do pod name easy here on the same podcast network where we're currently covering Loki season two. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Talking about the boys, me and Carl did talk about the boys season three for a couple of episodes uh, when it was not long after it came out. So go back and check those out if you want. Uh, and at some point, we're going to do a season review of Gen V after we're done with Loki. So stay tuned for that. And uh, also got Scott and Paul's Rowland podcast at SP on Twitter. It's also available on the Rogue Pine Street and its own feed wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we're doing some some fun stuff. We, we talk bollocks. So if you enjoyed this show, then you'll probably enjoy that as well. I like it, Carl. Yeah, um, Loki with Scott and yeah, Boys Season 3 review, you can look out in the back catalogue and also there should be a football pod coming out soon with uh, me, Nathan and Liam talking about the last few games before the international break. I'm so, oh, you poor soul talking to them too about football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we also rank teams made up of players that were born the same year as we were as well. Was you able to do that? So I had to go all the way back to 1691 before football was invented. You must have ranked Small Heath. That's Mag- that was Maggie Knight's old name. Newton Heath. Jeez, Newton Heath, sorry. Small Heath is in Birmingham. Um, <laughs> right, and, uh, I have nothing to plug. I only do this with you guys. Uh, so until next time, uh, thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Once they ruled the Sahara Where the emerald grasslands swayed A majestic primate Whose legend starts to fade Beating their chests in sadness You will hear them as they wail But they don't have no tear ducts So their face can't tell the tale In the heart of the jungle